Words from the Hills, reconfigure your life, change your heart, and prepare you for all that God has destined you to be. Welcome to the Hills Church. I want you to put your hands together and help me receive my brother and comrade in arms, Pastor Fred Williams. Thank you, sir. I have 10 more minutes. Someone please warn me because I lose sense of time sometimes. Um, I celebrate the grace of God on your life, sir. Uh, choir, please just have your mic ready. We are just going to flow with God. Uh, it's a very powerful mandate that the Lord has entrusted into your hands. And I've been waiting and longing to see this. So I count myself privileged to be part of this. I'm going home with fresh grace because I'm drinking of the grace of God upon your life, sir. As you were sharing some of those testimonies, I remember one particular day we had been praying. Praying, like you said. Take a 30 minutes break, pray again. Two hours, take a 30 minutes, pray again. Pray. Before then, I used to be oppressed by demons. Literally, they would come and press me in the night. I had all sorts of demonic issues that bugged me because I opened up myself to some demonic things. And I remember in particular, one of the days, I'm sleeping on the bed with a brother. It's no longer me sleeping now. My eyes wake, I wake up, and the forces of darkness hold my throat, and I'm screaming, and I can't hear my voice. And the person is sleeping on the same bed, and I'm like, help, help, help. I used to feel oppression literally physically you are my child you should be the one casting the devils out not the devils oppressing you so on one of those prayer meetings like that i was praying and then we went to sleep briefly and then the oppression came again and normally i'm afraid and i sh 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 jesus then i wake up and i start praying in tongues I'm saying that because as Pastor Mo was sharing, some of you have been experiencing oppression that way. Some of you have been oppressed that way. And what I experienced that day was, I just got angry and frustrated. So I said, those demons that were pulling me into that ditch, come back. And I saw myself falling into the ditch again. And normally, I'll be struggling and I'll wake up and say, Jesus, Jesus, this time around, I went like Superman. I was like, let's go to the bottom of this hole and see what will happen today. And I was going fast. And I had a conversation. So this one is crazy. Leave him. I came back. I said, no, no, no. Come back again. And I went. And I had again. This one is crazy. Leave him. I said, yeah. so this is how it works. That was the last time the enemy ever oppressed me physically. Even when there's demonic entity, you know that there's a stench. The weather, you feel cold. There's a darkness. There's no lack of light. In Reverend Kanos' house, we came. Praying two, three days, praying, praying, praying. And in the middle of the night, around 2 a.m., the presence came. Eyes opened. I'm like, something's happening here. And the forces literally came and boom on me, heavy. I said, I'm not even going to pray. I'm not even going to pray. With all your oppression, I'm going to sleep off on you. And immediately, boom. And he went to the next room. I could literally sense it. The spirit of discernment is required for priesthood. Yes. And moved into the next room. Boom. And I heard one of the brothers say, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. I started praying, I'm praying, I'm praying, I'm praying.
And I laughed. Yes, nonsense. So I asked him, I said, what happened? He said, ah, some demons came. He was teaching me present. The Bible says that he prepares a table in the presence. So you need to develop an appetite to be able to eat even when the enemies are snaring at you. Someone is here in a fix, in a problem, in a difficult situation. You've lost your appetite. You've lost your will to live. Listen, God will give you a vision that would enlarge your womb beyond your stomach. The Lord will give you a mandate bigger than your appetite so that you can birth something your hunger, your loss cannot create. God himself is what he's doing. Out of your obscurity, your weakness, your shame, the Lord will release grace. Choir, help me. You can use anything, Lord. You can use me. Help me, choir. I'm going to try and teach this morning but I sense there's such a prophetic grace in the house some of you, you are going to run faster waiting on the Lord than you have been walking you're in your waiting on the Lord you will journey faster I was just talking with Pastor Moan I said I'd rather David slingshot than Saul's armory it is better that God takes something insignificant in your life and anoint it that you think you are something special. The only thing you have to offer is God. He's Jehovah Omini opportunity. He creates the opportunity, but it is just a probationary opportunity. If he is testing you, he will always test you. Never mistake a harvest. And how do I put it? Is the giver of bread to the eater and seed to the sower. Do not eat your seed. And I'm not just talking money. Something that as a you can be at you present. But if you are not careful, you can become intoxicated. Do you know that you can be attractive? You can draw people and God uses that. But you think it's you, so it intoxicates you. Never allow a season of probation be seen as promotion. It will intoxicate you and your accent will change. If you're a prophet speaking to the palace, if you, are, if you feed from that palace, your accent will change. And you lose your prophetic accuracy. And you endanger a nation. I was speaking to a father in the Lord just some days ago and I said, if God has given grace of a grandfather and you think like a father, you endanger a whole generation. Any leader I meet now, I'm asking them, what's your 20-year plan? Go and ask all the leaders, the presidents of Nigeria and the rest of them now, what's your 20-year plan? And they will be blank. And that's the problem of this nation. Legacy. Immediate gratification shows your immaturity. Are we ready to birth something that will resonate with eternity? 
time is short so i'm trusting god for a grace to deliver beyond my mental capacity because stuff needs to be activated here you are meant to stand on the shoulders of the fathers and see beyond them about three gen from the mist and those generations signified graces you take that and run with them but you also learn from the mistakes you don't repeat the mistakes of the father so you stop that generational reputation if not it will hold you bound you're a hybrid but you're not a clone at best humanity clones divinity creates you're an original don't replicate what another man has birthed find your voice it would be a mistake to think i'm a pastor meanwhile pastor mo is a pastor if god never called you to pastor and you take it you're in trouble it's a horrible job to do <laughs> because it's thankless listen we perform for the audience of one I don't know but the lord will use even my lack of coherence to speak to someone here i traveled it was after our time in that ministry i needed a, a different paradigm so i began to look for a minister that would give me more so i began to test the ministers and i ran into someone called pastor tao dukoya is late pastor tao didn't know i'd been i've been fasting but I met him. I'd been waiting for a word from heaven, but I had my t-shirt and jeans. He didn't know that I wanted someone who would speak by God. And the first thing I noticed was that his attitude when he met me was like, hello, sir, how are you doing, sir? It just floored me. Because I didn't have that paradigm. Because when you met the father, you should be a bit intimidated. You know, the man of God is speaking and he showed me something entirely different. And that floored me. But I want to share a testimony here because I see minstrels in this place. Ambassador that's grace there are certain mountains that the microphone in terms of word jericho's bar when god breathes through the tones of men there are sounds that are brought from heaven and released on earth and things crumble but the minstrels don't realize that they carry that grace so they sell themselves there's a friend of mine who works in hollywood he produces for for acorn you see i don't even know this you know all of them but in the day he looks like an engineer in the night is a prophet of the lord he does not look like it they are ministers god is raising they don't look i mean they don't look like what you expect i'm saying that because you need to find your voice but as he was doing his engineering the spirit of god moved and the lady started manifesting and he laid hands imagine somewhere in l.a secular studio nasty stuff you don't expect and the spirit of god moves and the lady gets saved it was in the night that i noticed that when everybody had left they started arranging chairs i said what's happening so you didn't know that your friend is a pastor right so in the day he was an undercover bad guy many times we talk about leadership we don't talk about followership real ministry is about dying to self so you can follow the voice of god so god orchestrates your death so that he can supervise your birth he begins to take you through a process of dying because except a seed falls to the ground and dies abides alone what did i mention pastor taro there was a minister's meeting and i'm saying this for the benefit of the ministers here i feel i need to say that before i go into my message i rushed into the minister's 
conference the flight was delayed or something but i went in late as i rushed and i was like lord i mean we had developed a covenant relationship we had hosted pastor bimbo for a lot of a long history but bottom line i needed an impartation but i got there late so pastor Tao, i placed a demand on the spirit of god to release a grace on my life now pastor Tao said let's share the grace and he stopped and he started laughing he said you asked the lord for a gift now receive it and there that moment my eyes opened and i saw chords i don't know how to explain it but i heard tones and i saw chords and i said lord i receive it and he said from the pulpit there yes you've received it yes you have received it and he laughed he said that is so unique anyway let's share the grace and i stumbled to the keyboard what is this chord god just showed me you know and as when you've seen it there was a release you know when you know sir when you've touched some grace because it's you're not faking it you're not even you are moved you're not struggling you just know this is god and i sensed the, the lord there and i was like wow so i kept playing it but my head was still like what how do i record this how do i keep this chord because it's not augmented it's not diminished it is divine you know it's not a minor six it's a major heavenly chord <laughs> i was just and somebody rushed to me. He couldn't stand. He was weeping. What, 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 what are you playing? What, what, what music is that? I said, oh, the Lord just gave me this. Holy unto the Lord. Is it that? And all sorts of strange things began to happen supernaturally. Just a few chords. I wasn't trying to play the music to like impress people that I've learned some new skills. It wasn't about the speed of man. There's sound to be released on the earth. There are tones to be crafted. There are businesses to be birthed, institutions to be birthed on the earth that the Lord himself drew the blueprints. Somebody walks past just the signboard of that institution. They look at the signboard and say, I want Jesus. Because the Lord birthed it. We begin to talk about what is radical is to hear after the Spirit of God what the last Adam is doing. first corinthians 15 verse 45 i'm going to move fast if i'm moving too fast please tell me the first adam became a living being the last adam became what you either do ministry after the first adam or the last i have a problem with church today and i've been doing church for a while a lot of ministry is done after the order of the last adam guess what the last adam dies I shudder to say what I'm about to say now because it can sound the first Adam on earth. So I say it. I hope this is being recorded. The Spirit of God is no longer working on the ministry of the first Adam. Everything you do that is centered around just you and self, heaven is not mandating it again. Seek ye first the kingdom of heaven and his righteousness and every other thing shall be added. The first Adam lived. The last Adam quickened. He wasn't trying to live. The first Adam died a baby. The last Adam died a full grown man. One had hundreds of years and he died immature. One lived for 33 years and he fulfilled eternity of the last Adam. That is radical. Turn to someone and say, that is radical.
And so the Lord has called us to imitate Christ. First Peter chapter 2, verse 21. First Peter 2, 21. For you have been called for this purpose. This is my purpose. I no longer live after the ministry of the first Adam. I live after the last Adam. It's not about me. Your education, your sensuality, your imagination, your looks, your finances, your lack of finance. The Lord many times will use your lack of finances in dynamic ways that will blow your mind. Because many times you think that for God to move in your life, you need money in your pocket. The Lord told me, you seize your 32,000 to 300 just so that, the Lord told me, said, some, of, some of us, we are too rich for God to use. We are too resourceful. We are too strong. So God's might cannot come out. So he has to reduce you to nothing. So God begins to fight your opportunity so that he can create his opportunity. And you can spend years struggling with the Lord. God will invest more in the miraculous just to catch your attention before he bets the, oh, hear this, write this thing down because the Lord spoke to me just two days ago and it was so powerful. He said, are you ready for low profile, high impact ministry? And I know when I've heard God, the problem is we want high profile, but we have little impact. So the Lord is orchestrating your littleness so that he can birth his greatness. Yes. For you have been called. First Peter 2.21, like I said, I'm going to move fast. For this purpose, since Christ also suffered for you, leaving an example, a prototype for you to follow. God is prototyping your nothingness so that his greatness can be seen. I must be reduced. He must increase. I have nothing to offer. The life that I now live, I live in Christ. Yes. Philippians chapter 2 verse 3. Stop. Start waiting. You will carry more grace. You will walk faster when you are waiting than when you are running and hustling. You see, because when the Lord breathes on your hustle, you become attractive. When the Lord touches your grits, His grace sets the pace for your race. You become outstanding. You will take something which is common and you do it so uncommonly well that doors open before you. Because a man's gifts that God breathes upon would open doors of the King of Kings. So God will step in when you step in because it's no longer your work. I don't need to know how the combustion energy flows through the uh, the, the carburetor or the injection. So I tell them, say so that's radical. It's not about you. Oh, you guys are quite posh in this place. I heard some people say that's radical. <laughs> you know Nigerian man, that is radical. <laughs> you know, some years ago I was when Area Boys ruled this Aleko, just down there. You know. I was there, I just popped in from the UK, you know, had my gold wristwatch, t-shirts, sat in the bands, you know, the boys just gathered and they were roughing guys up. Stop it! The guys were already roughing the guys. I just came out and said, hey, what's going to happen here? No try me, oh. Throw your hand, yo. They say, do you know angels respond to a tone that comes straight from the throne of heaven? The angel said, I don't know you whether I'm your, you decide whose team you are on. Because the man of God asks, he said, are you for us? Listen, the angelic heaven, please, don't respond to your will, your emotions, your sentiments, your tribal sentiment. 
just last week I was doing some work and Lord told me because I was having some internal conflict uh, my soul my body were fighting looked normal everything looked up but internally I was in trouble fighting angry they were just internal let me tell you some of the pains you feel and struggles you are having will bet strong unctions when you hear the voice of God in the midst of them and I heard God clearly tell me he said do not allow your internal conflict to violate your eternal destiny sometimes God will do something beyond your personal challenges struggles and he will show that he's God he will move in spite of you and then all you need to do is just agree with him I'm speaking to someone here your struggles your pains don't define God he remains let me just flow with the Spirit of God men of God might offend you men of God are human this treasure is in 18 vessels. They are still 18 vessels, but guess what? They are still treasures. Learn to connect with the treasure and learn to understand the 18 vessel. But do not allow the 18 vessel define the God that provided both. Don't be foolish and just mouth carelessly like some are. Be wise. Someone needed to hear that. Philippians. I'm just on second scripture. There's so much to do. <laughs> Philippians, from selfishness or empty conceit, but with humility of mind regard one another as more important than yourself. Do not merely look out for your own personal interests, but also for the interests of others. Have this attitude. Have this mindset. Let your internal be clothed with this. Because this was the mind of Christ be clothed with the fragrance of service let me speak to the workers and the leaders in this church the grace that this work will carry will be multiplied and explode as you embrace the fragrance of service don't serve to lead don't serve to lead don't don't your aim should not be leadership your aim should be service so don't serve so you can lead lead so you can graduate into service graduate from being a son of god to a servant of god and graduate from being a son to being a born servant where you have no will listen it's good to be ambitious but god can take your ambition out there was a time i'm telling you there was a time in my life i'll come into church and I just gaze, look at the congregation and I know the numbers. I look at the offering box and I have an idea, I can estimate the figures. I was a pastor professionally. <laughs> church can so intoxicate you that you lose your mind and so you do church to prove a point. Not to follow his voice. He said, I will build my church. There is only one church, only one tribe. Like I said, I had an internal conflict within myself. We were struggling spirit, soul, body. I did not know the Lord was going to be leading me to speak to a tribe, a huge tribe in, in, in the plateau. And one of their key leaders. I didn't know that my internal struggle, that revelation was not just for me. It was for that. And the next day, I said I had plans. They said, no, you have to come and minister to us. Bottom line, the word the Lord gave me was for. I said is, do not allow your tribal uniqueness to stop your eternal identity I don't care whether you are Yoruba, Igbo, white, black, male, female there is a priesthood that transcends all of that 
let your priesthood define you not where you are coming from <sighs> behave yourself Fred come on let's do this let's go amen Second Corinthians chapter 3 verse 18 but we all with unveiled faces behold as in a mirror the glory of the Lord are being transformed of the Savior did you see it? no it's not the spirit of the Savior it's the spirit of who? transformation does not come from the Savior it comes from the Lord see if I end there I have done a good job the Lord transforms you the Savior saves you do you know why I see in church today sir people get saved and then tell the Lord what to do people get saved and then become the Lord listen your Savior saves you your Lord sends you yes you don't tell the Lord what to do after you get saved no he tells you what to God and you give God a shopping list you don't know Jesus as Lord. You've just experienced the saving dimension of God. You've never really met him as Lord. So eternity cannot be introduced. You can have a taste. But he said, except a man lay his hand on the plow. If he looks back, he becomes unfit. Many of us are disqualified. We think we're serving the Lord. No, you are following the Savior. You are saved, but you have not met with the Lord. It is possible to meet the Savior and not meet the Lord, sir. It is possible to come. I've done it many times. You come to church, you give your life to Christ and then you are walking away and you take your life back. Simple. <laughs> Beholding the ministry of the first Adam, you can never bear the ministry of the last Adam. You become what you behold. Turn to someone tell them, you become what you behold. I am a product of my programming. And I can program you even without you realizing what is happening. Let me, let me give you a practical example. You guys are very smart, very posh, posh folk, you know. So let's try something. If you, know, if you know this, please don't let the cat out of the bag. But please, can you just help me and when I give these letters, just say them out. Y-A-K. Correct. Y-O-K. Y-A-R-K. Now, everybody, tell me what's the white part of an egg? Very good. Brilliant people. <laughs> it is possible for you to operate beyond and beneath and below installed capacity because you are distracted so all i needed to distract you with was with yak 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 and in your mind already you are programmed as a yak yak so as soon as you had simple lesson but the enemy is a master at programming he has no clay the enemy has never created any clay but he knows your constitution so he begins to walk you against yourself and god steps back because god never violates your will Let's try another one. Are you sure? <laughs> <laughs> nah. 
<laughs> I-S spells what? Y-E-S spells what? <laughs> Why? I have shown you that actually what you should be thinking about is not just what I'm saying. You know, yesterday I was in a bishop's house. You know, church people were so religious. So we're doing something very serious and the protocol people came and they were like, so I said, I said you don't have to whisper. Don't whisper. You don't have to. She said, she said, oh yes, I am not going to whisper. Don't worry, I won't whisper. So I said, don't whisper. You can speak loud. He said, okay, 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 I won't whisper. How you present, the mind has been programmed. So just because I'm whispering, without you hearing what I'm saying, you are repeating. The key to retention is repetition. So if I model dysfunction in front of you, even if I say righteousness, if I'm modeling dysfunction, I make you dysfunctional. So I now raise my voice. I said, you don't have to whisper. I said, I do understand. God has been speaking, but we're not hearing because we're busy. The Lord told me, he said, the noise of your self-life has drowned out my voice. So you are too strong for me to lead. I need to deliver you from the tyranny of self so that you can hear me clearly. When you are delivered of... First Corinthians 14, we read it earlier. And so it is written, the first Adam became a living being. Living beings die. The last Adam, a life-giving spirit. When you are a life-giving spirit, you never die. Even when they kill you, your death brings life. There's a major point that we need to teach. Those of you here, in the, you are just not ready. Lagos Christians, this is not a message for you, you are not here. But if you go to some places in Joss, you know those places in Bauchi Road and some places, I, I went there, they're all gone. The Christians in those places, message. but until you learn how to die, you can't learn how to live for Christ. So all those contemporary messages, all those, uh, listen, when you know Boko Haram can come in any day and slaughter you, that's not going to carry any weight. We need to begin to embrace what God has given us and love our enemies and lay down our life. And I say, if God would deliver me, I will embrace. If you will not deliver me, I will gladly die. So teach me that kind of message. I preach that message on such, they will never invite me back. I don't want to die. I want to live. You don't understand. The way you conquer wealth, is to conquer mammon. The way you conquer death is to die before the Lord. When God orchestrates your death, nobody's taking you through some things. I remember when I used to run, you know, forget this sport belly. There was a time I was an athlete and we had this race against Hillcrest and some other posh schools like where, you know, I don't know how posh they are now, but uh, it was, they were still posh, you know. But in our time, you know, even when we were playing basketball, the way they sang was different. The kind of crosses they sang, everything was just refined. And I was running this race and this guy won me and my coach got so mad at me and he took me back and he said, okay, meet me 5 a.m. tomorrow morning. I used to run 400 meters, but he would make me do 100 meters 12 times. Make me do 400, 800, make me run with all the... By the time I'm done doing all the events, I'm tired, I'm frustrated. I'm, and every day, every day, every day, I was at Hillcrest. I, had, I didn't have to do 100 meters 12 times. I didn't have to do 800 meters the man had so trained me to get used to those rigors that when it was now time for me to do my event, it was like I was on drugs. On your marks, 
God does you, man. So when I hear a pastor say, oh, we are, we are pastoring the fastest growing church. I say, yeah, this one has not started. When God supervises your death, you are careful what you celebrate. Your appetite and your taste buds begin to be crafted. The tears of men, the tears of men and the fears of men, God begins to kill it in you. I said it last time, I'll say it again. If you are going to walk on water, fire your swimming instructor. If you are walking on water, you don't need to learn how to swim. If I die, I die. If God says go, go! On what? God said go, period. He now begins to teach you that the earth stands on his word. That's radical. That's radical. John 13, 12. It's either we pattern our ministry after the ministry of the first or the last. Yeah. See, that is so powerful. It's so easy to miss it. I'm finding out right now that God wants me to give a measure of life I cannot give. He gives me projects beyond my bank accounts. Sends me to do things that I cannot afford to do. What He's trying to make me realize I'm not such a big shot. Do you understand? It's about him. It's not about you. It's not even about your strengths or your weaknesses. It's about how much you can allow God flow through you. God will tell you to do something that your neighbor will think is stupid. Your wife might question. Your family members will think something is wrong. And God would ask you, will you still obey me? Your obedience is crucial to the next generation. John 13, 12. John 13, verse 12. So when he had washed their feet and taken his garments and reclined at the table again, he said to them, do you know what I have just done to you? You see, those days, I went to Pompeii. I've been to Pompeii about five or six times, filming. I've been working on a series of documentaries. And those days, you are very fruity when it comes to fragrance. The camel poo and all of that, your, your feet will be. And you know, then they didn't have high tables like we do. So when you come in, you all sit down. You can imagine not having high tables and come with feet with all sorts of fruity flavors and textures it will be a bit unsightly and the stench will be heavy so the custom was that you come in and then someone who is lowly like a servant will come and wash your feet and then before you now all go and sit down to eat but all the disciples had been following christ and they were following after the first adam and so they could not imagine themselves washing the feet yeah so they all sat and jesus christ watched them and then got up and then he dropped his designer adornment and he began if i'm to retitle this message i'll say go and wash toilets that's one of the keys the church and the body needs now go and wash toilets wash feet go and begin to serve with supernatural fragrance of jehovah as he washed their feet the scripture says lord not savior and you are right for i am lord if i then the lord and the teacher washed your feet 
you also need to prototype this method of life that's my message today the Lord has called us to redefine us to recalibrate us to refocus us on his principles we are meant to imitate Christ in service in self-denial in humility there's a scripture that I want to show it's, it's, it's in Mark 10 there's no time I could have spent the whole day just sharing on Mark 10 I have just about 12 more minutes so there's some small keys to open big doors just get the key the door opens yeah it's not force listen that scripture the kingdom of heaven suffers violence and the violence will take it by force violence needs to be redefined sometimes violence is just going there and taking a small master key and just deploying it and a big door turns sometimes silence is more violence than volume patience is more bloody love is more violent than terror do you know the self-control he knows when i used to play basketball you slap me i'll slap you back and i'll make sure i add a bit more but do you know the self-control for someone to hit you and then you hold back you are not humble if you don't have the capacity to retaliate you are humble when you have the capacity but you reserve it for the lord and say vengeance is mine says the lord then something inside of you begins to die a friend of mine was killed like I shared with us the other week, he was killed and the way they celebrated his life was that they went into that community and they built a computer school. This community just destroyed a 20-year partnership. You've gone in there now and guess what? You are raising sons and daughters to the Lord. There's something we need to learn of the Lord. It's called weakness. Too many amens. It's alright. It's alright. I, I know because I feel that way too. The tender love of God will orchestrate your death. Let me show you in scripture so you know. M Mark 10 and I can round up there. Just on introduction, sir. <laughs> I've learned to over-prepare. You will do ministry with ease. You will stop running your race. You will follow his instructions. And I saw this man. I didn't even know him. Some be man like that. And I say, sir, I see school uniforms. I see like a story building. And I described the uniform and I began to just say what I was saying. That was three years ago. I went to Joss. All the visions I saw spiritually was there in manifestation. I was scared. I was frightened because I was surprised that God spoke through me. You know, many times we surprise, we think we think that it's us. God, and it frightened me because God spoke. I ran into a politician. I didn't want to tell him the, the, the word God gave me. So the Lord reminded me, send him an email. So I told him, I'm going to send you this email because the Lord said I ways. And the guy, I sent him the email and I gave him the word. Within a year, he was dead. The guy will have been the next governor of Plato. God gave me a personal word for him. So God warns us. I was in a church, big church in, in London. They had flown me in to sing. And I wanted to sing and the Lord said, don't sing, minister. So I started ministering and I did a holy song. You know all those crazy things. Evic, uh, we used to do stuff together years back, you know. Um, very gifted. And, and the guy said, the Lord will not have me do this right now. But they bought your tickets. They flew you down. You know the cost of ministry is when you are for sale. 
your ministry has not started if your accent and your tone is based on your stomach or someone else's pocket you're a curse on the land you're not a blessing you're a hireling and you work for the pay not for the Lord and so I said okay you want me to sing and I opened my mouth to try to sing and the Lord seized my voice and I couldn't sing so I said listen it's better I obey my boss than someone who is just a part-time one is my full-time boss that one is just honorarium of a few so I said sir can I just obey God I just shut my eyes and I said there's somebody here there's somebody in the car waiting for you it was a crossover service the guy is waiting for you impatiently if you go on that journey you die you are here let me see who is that person I'm, I'm the one how did you know the guy was downstairs waiting and the Lord began to move and give specific words that will shape someone's ear. So I gave the word and I did, and I dropped the mic and I left. They took me to the next church. As soon as I grabbed my mic, my voice came back to sing. Sometimes God might not want you to sing, he might want you to just speak. Who are you to sing when he says speak? Unlock. That's why I heard some tones. They unlock certain huge padlocks. But you must get those chords. And when you should be waiting to hear that, that's the time you're going, <laughs> and the Spirit of God scratches it and says, and it leaves. And the service is flat. Another time, the Spirit of God moves upon your ad lip and heaven opens. A priesthood without heightened discernment is an accident waiting to happen. Let me try one last time. Mark 10. Let's just jump down and I round up. Verse 2, Jesus answered. He turned away and walked away very sad. He was extremely rich. The Lord had told him, get rid of all your wealth. Because that guy was broke. He thought he was rich. The church in Revelation that the Lord described, in the natural, they seemed to be wealthy. But they were blind, they were naked, and they were broke. We need to redefine wealth before the throne of God. Amen. Amen. Praise God. You do realize that some things you call luxury is a necessity for some. Thank God that the days have passed in Nigeria when electricity comes and people say, Hey, praise God. Hallelujah. I was in, I was in Joss and Abuja. I needed to download 40 gigs of content for a particular job. And for three days, I struggled to do it. 40 gigs and we think we're a developed country let me tell you what you are calling wealth now is an insult to the delivery of heaven the Lord wants to set nations free and we think by satisfying our small myopic short-sighted visions so God says let me force break you down to nothing go and sell what you think is worth and come back then you'll be ready to follow me some people think you are not ready for the Lord let's leave it let's leave it father we thank you for the spirit of counsel verse 40 three says you are to lead and i'm reading from the passion translation tpt very powerful translation you are to lead a different model of life if you want to be the greatest one 
then live as one called to serve. If it were you in the church when we went to wash the toilets, I don't know if you remember that or you had left or was it before your generation? Okay. I'll share this with you because that was the key the Lord used to open the university to us. And I think by God's grace, I'll minister to us and would go. We began to pray for the souls of men in the University of Jobs and the Lord one day led us to go and wash the toilets. I heard God and I told the church, everybody refused. And so we didn't do it. So the Lord came back again and said, I said, go and wash the toilets. And this time around, I told them, I said, if you guys won't come, I will do it because the Lord has spoken to me. And there was this brother, one evil businessman. He said, pastor, my pastor, you know, guys, go to the campus and, and me, and you know, he called his name, you know, they, they, he said, my pastor, I cannot, I cannot, I said, what did you call me? He said, you're my pastor, I said, if your pastor can do it, would you obey your pastor instead of obey your Lord? Because your Lord is telling you, he said, Pastor, if you put it that way, then let us go. <laughs> you know they're on strike at the moment. I don't know if they've called it off. They had been on strike for a long time, so all the toilets were blocked. All the toilets were so blocked that you can't even go in. You have to step over some deliveries of different textures. There was no water. To cut the long story short, we started packing the pool, unblocking the things and continued working. And I told them, don't tell anybody the name of the church. Don't preach to anybody. Don't say anything. Just say, oh, I love you. We love you. We just want to, you know. The student union gathered a delegation. The student union president. To cut the long story short, when you've washed the toilet, not a toilet, several toilets, for one, two, three, four, five hours, your designer perfume kind of drowns. I remember going to see fragrance. I'm, I'm trying to be very... We stunk bad. Everything about us, our clothes were smelling. We smelled like poo and we didn't look great either. Do you know what the Lord told me? He said, I hear the fragrance of heaven. It was the fragrance of heaven that the student union came and said, in all my time of doing this unionism, we've never seen this kind of thing before. Who are you people? To cut the long story short, the Dean of Student Affairs, they invited us and they said, we give you the key to the campus. We just found it easy to minister on campus. All sorts of crazy things began to happen. Some of them in your pocket, come and see me. The guy said, yeah, I'm the one, I'm the one. Who told you? So Holy Spirit told me. And they become evangelists and many of them are thrust across the globe. But the point I'm making is, the major breakthrough we experienced was because the Spirit of God said, go and serve the people. Kneel down so that you can rule with grace. That is what our politicians are lacking. They're not statesmen. You must die to yourself. That's what our pastors are lacking. You are competing with yourself on whose throne. The person has modeled something else nothingness apart from God I can do nothing except that which he enables me to do we imitate Christ in service I am salt that salt please do not let your geographic location tell you who you are come to Mount Zion come to the hill 
come to the hill. I love the name of the church. It's talking about Zion. That hill, the Lord is there. He elevates you. You behold him. Everything changes. Your weakness becomes strength. Your shame becomes your test. Can you imagine me? Perverted me. Disjointed me. Like one song we wrote some years ago. I was perverted, now I'm anointed. I used to go and pay for sex. Rascal, me. I didn't have a problem getting girls, but I was bound because the issue was not the girls. I had a void in me that the Lord had not filled. I was bound full with the Spirit of God. Let me just stop so that we can pray. As I was preparing and thinking about this service, you know, Pastor Mo, when you ask who should come and pick me, I'm going to just do, can I have another microphone? Sis, please come. I'm just going to flow with God. Just come, just, just come, sit down here. Just, can I just flow with God? Yeah, just, just. Because sometimes God positions you. At least you've walked in this present house, so you know how God moves. God can just tell a pastor, you can look at a man like this, and God will show you his future, and he gets you to speak. When the man gets there, he can be intoxicated, but you must not be. You must be able to call just like David was called. David, you misbehaved. You are the one I'm talking about. God is going to raise people in visibility, but high impact kingdom impartation. I said, please give her a mic because as I was coming, it's very odd, right? As the Lord lays it on your heart, I want you to pray with me. Just pray. It's odd. Yeah. If the Lord was not leading me prophetically, I wouldn't do stuff like this. But I've learned now. I've learned. If God gives me a dream and he says, do this, I've just learned to follow God stupidly because the Lord told me, he said, your promotion is connected to my voice. Your wealth, your biggest asset on earth. There are people here who you run businesses. Connect the direction of your business to the voice of God. The Holy Spirit is a master entrepreneur. But you're not your natural eyes. Because there are opportunities that the Spirit of God will cause you to see that others won't see. He will breathe upon your eyes so that you can perceive. But the eyes of my understanding be enlightened that I may know the hope of His calling. That's not natural sin. Run with patience. Patience and running is not the same except it's a marathon. The Lord has called the private sector and some dimensions. Unfortunately, sir, the church had an opportunity in this country, but it failed. So the established church, as you know it in Nigeria, ah, should I say it? We're under judgment. So the persecution and some things would actually test us. Anything you see taking attracts the applause of men, but not resonates in heaven is not God. So God is shaking his church. More scandals are going to come out. More ministers are going to die. God is the one himself taking them home. Not the devil. The devil is not powerful. Your disobedience is what empowers the devil. Do not connect with anybody in this church based on sentiment. The person that you are meant to be a prophetic voice with, you now start sleeping with. The person who is you are meant to activate their priesthood, you begin to see them. Is someone hearing me by the Spirit? The person who is meant to mentor you in business and empower you so that you can, you can explode. You are looking for ways to get a contract and exploit them. And so you miss the prophetic connection. I cease to know any man after the flesh. From henceforth, from this moment, I'm not interpreting this relationship in the natural. God wants to set a pace, lift you up so you're a voice to the nations. But your appetite must not confuse Pray quickly and I'm just going to pray. Let the Lord lead you. As you're doing, I know you're like me, pray. Just, just pray, let God lead you. Just pray. Father, raise an hand in this place.
Yes, Lord, Father, we thank you. We worship you, O God. We bless you, O Heavenly Father. We thank you for an outpouring of your presence, of your love, O God. We thank you, Heavenly Father. We worship you. We adore you, O God. We thank you for what you are doing in our lives, O God. We thank you for your presence, O God. We thank you, Heavenly Father, again, Lord. We thank you. We worship you, O God. For you are here and you are speaking, O God. Thank you, O God, for the knowledge of your love. Thank you for revelation, O God. Thank you for spiritual birthing, O God. Thank you, O Heavenly Father, for our eyes are being opened. And thank you for enlightenment, O God, that we may know, O God, indeed, the hope of glory in us. Thank you, Heavenly Father, O God, for this gathering, O God. Thank you for the relief for the release of your love, the knowledge of your love, the knowledge of your love, the knowledge of your love, O God. Yes, Lord, your love. Of the knowledge of your love where it is so real oh god yes lord you are overwhelming us with that love oh god that love will lead us oh god that love will be the center of all that we do oh god yes lord our eyes are being opened oh god to the revelation of your love oh god yes lord you are leading us you are taking us god to the place oh god of your love the knowledge of your love so strong oh god we ask oh god that you open our eyes oh standing oh god yes lord you bring us to the place where the knowledge of your love is so real oh god in all that we do it surpasses our will our emotions it surpasses everything oh god yes lord we die to love oh god we die to self oh god we come to that place oh god in the cross of your love oh Jesus needed to reach a city. He went to a well. See the music stop for a moment because you need to get this key. He went to a well and the principality the Lord used was a woman at the well. As he ministered to that woman, it wasn't Jesus that went into that city. The Bible says the woman got up, went back into the city and the whole city followed. Jesus is a sharpshooter. He knew that the key to the city was in that woman. There are people, and I did that as a prophetic thing I just did here. There are people in this place. You are iconic and you don't even know what you carry. But the grace on this mandate is to activate you. You might have thought, there was a time you considered even working in ministry full time. Because never could understand that actually business is ministry. The marketplace is ministry. We have not been taught right. I have seen more doors open to the glory of God, to the life of the Daniels and the Josephs. Much more at the marketplace than from a pulpit. Hear you the word of God. It might appear, and I whisper it, low profile, but the impact would be eternal. And so, Lord, I pray. Some people were despising some people here, and they don't like the fact that God would choose some people to use. God doesn't take permission from you to use anybody. Humble yourself. Become nothing. Do not let your 
shame your past and the accusations of the enemy define you God is saying something entirely different about you do not believe the lies of the enemy father I pray every ministry every mandate every great as we submit to you for training father have your way raise your sons and your daughters raise your born servers purge us of lust purge us of ambition of the stench of pride remove self-sufficiency from 